This is Liberal Amazon, a podcast supported by Vale. Hi everyone, my name is Cynthia Gatti and welcome to Liberal Amazon. Hi, my name is Eduardo Aviano and today our team is the Japanese immigration to the Amazon. In 1929, a boat with 43 Japanese families left for the greatest immigration adventure that completes 113 years in Brazil. They changed the course of the region. When the first 43 families with 189 Japanese immigrants arrived in the land that today belongs to the municipality of Tomeasu on September 22 of 1929, they had the objective of building a new life, driven by great perseverance. These pioneers had no idea that nearly a century later, the prospered they and their descendants had brought to the Rio Acara Valley would take deep roots and flourish far beyond the village that become home to the third largest Japanese colony in Brazil the largest in the Amazon and a center of oriental culture in the region. Before the hard work had caused this community from the land of the rising sun to flourish under the sun of the equator, the seed had to be planted a little earlier. More precisely, in 1923, when the governor of Pará, Antônio Emiliano de Souza Castro, sent a petition to the Japanese ambassador to Brazil, Shishita Tatsuki, requesting Japanese immigration to Pará. The initial offer was the transfer of 500 hectares of land in the Rio Capim region. After studying the options, a commission of experts from Japan chose the area which only years later would become the municipality of Tomeasu to establish the Asian colony. The fertility of the area, which until then was a little explored land and still belonged to the municipality of Akara, had great influence on the choice. As they already had the land, the next job was to get people to occupy it. Yeah, and so it was done as an attraction for the recruitment of Japanese people living in a country marked by the economic crisis. Those in charge of promoting immigration aired films about the production of cocoa, the main product at the time, and exhibited samples of rice, beans, and various types of wood. Today, almost a hundred years later, the gardens of these stories, the arrival of the Issei and the difficulties of the first years in the Amazon are the members of the Cultural Association and Agricultural Development of Tomeasu, an institution whose tradition is blended with that of the country. The Japanese Immigration Historical Museum, located in the association's building, tells a lot about this process of the Japanese exodus with images and objects of the pathfinders. Two years after the Japanese arrived here, the pioneers already founded the first agricultural cooperative in 1931. So you can see the cooperative sense that our pioneers had, say Silvio Shibata, president of association. According to our reporter, Kawi Oliveira, who was in Tomeasu this week to write the article, walking through the streets of Tomeasu, you can see the Asian influence in architecture and costumes. 
Shibata remembers that the community always has a lot of help from the Japanese government, both from the consulate, the embassy, and the Japan International Cooperation Agency. Shibata emphasizes that the support of the Japan International Cooperation Agency has been extremely important, especially in the projects of the Mixed Agricultural Cooperative of Tomeasu. The company is the beacon of agricultural production in the entire region. In recent years, it has focused especially on the processing of fruit pulp produced by local farmers. Many of these workers are, of course, Japanese descent. Historically, both of Cooperative and Tomeyasu are recognized for planting black pepper as the municipality became the world's largest exporter of this spice. However, the fascination for the cultivation of Amazonian black diamond came at a price. The plantations were decimated by fusariasis, a disease caused by a fungus in the late 70s. Since then, once again, the persistence and creativity of the Eastern saved the local economy. From monoculture, they started to invest on diversity. Just so you know, the agricultural cooperative of Tomeyasu currently exports 400 tons of black pepper a year to countries like Japan, Germany, the United States, and Argentina. In addition, about 30% of acai and 60% of cocoa also go outside Brazil, details Opata. For Hiroaka Izawawa, the consul of Japan in Brazil, uh, actually in Belém, Cynthia, what made the Japanese prosper in the exploration of the Amazon was perseverance. Aizawawa recalls the difficulties of the first years in Tomeasu and points out that their cooling work was done to make it possible to practice agriculture in the middle of the forest. He reminds that at the time they also suffered a lot from malaria. Many people died, but the Japanese don't give up. They work and continue. He also points out that at the time immigrants contributed to agriculture in the state of Pará, but now the descendants have contributed to the society in another several areas besides agriculture. For him, what makes Para special is the rooting of everyday Japanese culture, something he had not seen in any other region of Brazil. He also thinks that people from Para are very friendly and respect the Japanese a lot. That's great, right? Uh, if the strong relations between the Amazon and Japan are also reflecting the economic effects, uh, an example of this is the largest producer of primary aluminium in Brazil, Albrecht, which since 1985 has supplied the domestic and foreign markets with high purity ingots. One of its shareholders is the Nippon Amazon Aluminium Company from Japan, of course. An investment that, as points out by the Council of Japan in Brazil, Hiroak Aizawa, is the result of trust and proximity between the two countries, especially with the Japanese community in Pará, located in Barcarena, in the northeast of Pará. Albras has an installed production capacity of 460,000 tons per year. In 2020, the company produced more than 378 tons of liquid aluminium, 
The company has around 1.200 employment and 1.100 outsourced. And besides that, Cynthia, guess what other contribution Japanese gave to Pará? Hmm, let me see. Naruto? <laughs> well, yes, that's true. Lots of people love it here in Pará, especially some friends of mine. But no, I was aiming for you to answer the Machida Karate. Oh, yes. Made famous worldwide by Lyoto Machida, UFC champion. Yes, yes, the legendary Lyoto Machida. But his father, Yotizu Machida, is a real deal when it comes to martial arts. Uh, when he arrived in Pará in 1968, he had already passed through Sao Paulo, Rio de Janeiro, and Bahia. He stopped in Pará and then didn't want to know about another place in the world. You want to know what he told me? That he loves everything about the Amazon and that our rivers are first class, honey. And that's why he never even thought about living anywhere else, if not Berlin. Oh, that's great. In his interview for Liberal Amazon, he also stated that people from Amazon are very open, warm and fun, unlike most Japanese. Yoshizo Mashida's legacy is as strong as the Japanese culture in Para of the four children three pursued a career in martial arts. Lyoto became a champion of the Ultimate Fighting Championship UFC in 2009 in the light heavyweight division. Shinzo runs the Mashida Academy branch in Southern California, United States, while Take runs off operations of the academies in Belém. Yeah, and there is even a fourth kid who became a reporter just like me and you, Cynthia. Hi, Kenzo. I hope you're hearing us. One of the things I like the most about his interview is his take on the contribution of karate to our culture in Brazil. According to him, karate is mainly about education. It embodies many Japanese values especially discipline. You were the one who talked to him, right, Eduardo? What's nice? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was amazing. It was incredible. Uh, he's quite a karate character, <laughs> if you get the joke. And I enjoyed a lot interviewing him. He's very fun to talk with. Awesome. To read the full Liberal Amazon, don't forget to access oliberal.com. It's all there. I guess that's it, right? Thank you so much for your company, and I see you next week. Bye, Eduardo. Bye-bye. That's a wrap, guys. Don't forget to access oliberal.com to read everything about Liberal Amazon. Bye, Cynthia. Bye, everyone. See you next week. have been listening Liberal Amazon podcast supported by Vale